Willis Welcome to the Fade Route. With DNZ. Here are your hosts. DNZ. Welcome to this week's episode of The Fade Route with D and Z. I am D. We've got a great show for you tonight. Ben Simmons plays basketball. Hey. The Ravens go for it on fourth down. Oh. And the Braves are the National League East champions. Oh. Well, we begin today's show with the new new home run king. Well, American League home run king. Aaron Judge led off last night's game against the Rangers with history. Bang! He's the first American League player to hit 62 home runs since Roger Maris did it in 61. Uh, Jeff Passan, friend of the program, said it was a remarkable achievement, but Barry Bonds' 73 home runs is the home run record. Z, what are your thoughts here? Congratulations to Aaron Judge. It is the American League home run record. It is the major league home run record. Aaron, Hank Aaron is still the king at 755 home runs. I I don't understand. I do not understand the disconnect here. Now, yes, there. show me the proof of the failed drug test. I believe there's a book called Game of Shadows that detailed the steroid regimen. And I believe it was also documented for Congress regarding the cream and the clear. So that's enough for me. That, that is enough for me. It would surprise me. It would legitimately surprise me if 10 years down the road, Aaron Judge is found out to have cheated the game. Because that does not seem to be his MO. That does not seem to be his way of doing things. He seems to be a team first guy. So, as far as the conflict between baseball purists and the new guardians of the game who just want to let everybody have a pass because of what's happened in the past and, you know, just accept what was in the steroid era as part of the game rather than something that needs to be discussed and considered in a shameful way. Kind of like the pre-integration era, like the Black Sox scandal. This This is something that cast a pall over the game. And... You know, Aaron Judge is caught in the middle of it. Roger Maris Jr. is caught in the middle of it. Now, granted, Roger Maris Jr. has some skin in the game because it's his dad's record. But people are going after Roger Maris Jr. And Roger Maris Jr. is clapping back on Twitter as he, you know, has the right to do. But in my eyes, because of what we know, because of what has transpired, Aaron Judge is the home run king. 
So congratulations to King Aaron. And he's going to parlay this into a very lucrative contract. And possibly, you know, if he wins the Triple Crown, that money's... And he's going to win the MVP. That money's going to get even higher. Well, yeah, he lost out on the Triple Crown. He didn't play today. Um, You know, it's an achievement. Um, I... You can't take away that it's the AL record. I mean, listen, with Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, and Sammy Sosa, they tarnished it. I mean, they tarnished it. And Major League Baseball helped them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's quite an accomplishment for this man. And also, the guy who caught the ball looks like it's fetching around $2 million. He, he's decided to keep it. He's not turning it over to Aaron or the Hall of Fame. There's, uh, He's probably going to send it to auction. Um... You know, I it seems it's you know it seems like we're dinosaurs, man. Because everybody I've talked to have pretty much said the same thing that it's it's not the record. Everyone seems to be on board with Barry Bonds being the best hitter of at least their generation. And that's the other problem, right? It's like nobody yeah. ever saw Hank Aaron. But most people, you know, most of these people, most of these people didn't see Hank Aaron that are are really into baseball right now and you know they didn't they didn't really see roger maris either but you know barry bonds was what 20 years ago so you know you were growing up you were nine ten years old i mean shit i'm also calling i'm calling bullshit on that too because if we're talking about hitters pure hitters i got two guys that are better actually fuck that three guys that are better than barry bonds ready tony gwynn yeah, 100%. Ken Griffey Jr., Edgar Martinez, pure hitter, pure the hitter. Thing, the, the only, I, I agree with you, pure hitter, 100%. But I do not think people feared Edgar Martinez the way they feared Barry Bonds. Just look at Bonds' walks. I don't think they feared Tony Gwynn the way they feared Barry Bonds. I think they feared Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, he was revered, revered. And I kind of wish he did take steroids because then he would be the home run king. I mean, he was he was playing it safe, unfortunately. But you know, it's uh, I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised Jeff Passan even said that. I mean, I'm I'm very surprised that this is the route that the majority of the people are taking, which leads me to believe that one day this man is going to get into the Hall of Fame. You know, I mean, you, I'm not taking away what he did in Pittsburgh and what he did when he got to the Giants. But, I mean, there's clearly a difference. I mean, the man never hit more than 50 home runs the year he hit 73. Mm -hmm. And there's also, there's no remorse behind it. I've said it for years. Like, I'm not on board with the steroid thing. Regard, no matter how you tap it, you know, no matter how you want to spin it. I, I don't care if other people were doing it. I don't care if it... You know, it didn't help you much, or it did help you, or you don't think it helped you, or it helped you recover. I don't care about any of that. What I care about is, you know, how, how considerate are you? I mean, Mark McGuire admitted it and, and cried all over the place, but he wanted a job. He wanted a job at the Cardinals, and that was the way he was going to get it. Barry Bonds has never apologized. I, you know, Andy Pettit apologized. I give Andy Pettit all the credit in the world because this guy came. I was like, listen, I was hurt. I did it while I was rehabbing. I was trying to get better, and I was trying to come back and help my team. You know what, Andy? I give you a pass for that. You're coming. You're being honest with me. You didn't stick to this regiment when you got back. 
you did it just so you could get back to playing baseball. And I believe him. I do. I believe him. But the people that lied to Congress, lied to reporters, and then you're going to reward them with getting in and getting all these records, that doesn't that doesn't really sit well with me. You just showed everybody that it's okay to cheat. It's not okay to cheat. Um, yeah, so that's where I stand. I, I think it was a great. I think it's a great achievement for a Judge. The other thing I'm going to say is that I don't want to hear people saying it was harder for Judge to do this. That's nonsense. It's got to get out. Get out of town. All right. I don't think anybody had it harder than Roger Maris. Dude was lo- losing his hair over this whole thing, and really just didn't even want to be a part of it anymore. If you read any of the stories, if you watch the movie Sixty One. The guy was so happy the damn thing was over. And then at the end, they asked him, you think you could do it again? And the sh- the, 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 his facial expression was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, you got to be kidding me. I thought this was over. You guys are really going to try to get me to do this again? Like, and so I don't think Aaron Judge had it like that. I mean, props for him doing it in a heap uh, of uh, contract year. You mentioned earlier he's going to probably get, get paid. But, but then again, I think that goes against him. Because he's never, he's not going to replicate what he just did. I mean, what do you think? I don't think that he's ever going to have the complete year that he had, right? Arias, I just saw Arias from the Twins is your batting champion. But in terms of complete play, Aaron Judge was head and shoulders above everybody in the league not named Shohei Otani. And even then, I would say he's ahead of Shohei Otani. I don't give a shit that Shohei Otani pitches. Come on, man. you got to give him some credit for that. You hear the pitchers say on how hard it is for them to even do one at bat and then come back in the dugout, change, and then come hit. This guy was the best hitter and the best pitcher on his team. Right. And guess what? Guess what? They can finish in last place with him, and they can finish in last place without him. Just ask Mike Trout. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true, you know, but I, I get that argument. I totally understand, but I I think if he got the triple crown, he broke the record and went more than one above the record, then I, I could flip 100%. I, I think it's great that he got the record. I really believe in Shohei Otani. I mean, it's remarkable to be on both sides of the ball and he has so much to do with the outcome of his team winning or losing I mean you just don't get that man uh, and well we'll see next year because there's he got that one year $30 yeah, extension year. Oh, he's gone he's gone and who is the one team that's not on his no trade list I don't the know New York Metropolitans that's good it, that's well good. it depends Vientos Beatty See I, see, I think, see, in my opinion, I think, um, you know, he he's probably going to, I mean, I think the Mets should really make a play for Judge. I mean, that's just me, you know. I really believe that that's the route they should go, especially you can throw more money at him than anybody else can, you know, I, so... The only thing that would give me pause is that the Mets lineup is ridiculously right-handed, Depending on what they do at the catcher position, because James McCann's probably gone. Nobody Whoever cares he... about righty lefty anymore, though. I do. <laughs> right? I do. <laughs> I give a shit about having a balanced lineup. So, 
especially in City Field. And Shohei Otani can absolutely mash in City Field. You sound like Art Howe in the Moneyball movie. Well, guess what? What did the A's win? Exactly. As much as as the Mets have won recently. (laughs) Can you take the championship from DNZ? This year, you can play our football pick'em on CBS Sports and compete against us in the option every week. Check the link in our Instagram bio, Fade Brown Podcast, for all the details and to sign up. Then tune into the Fade Brown every week until the Super Bowl for updates and standing. Bring it on. Well, you know, we had to start the show with uh, the AL home run champ. Uh, but we really wanted to start the show with my Baltimore Ravens. You know, they played the Bills this past weekend. And the Ravens had a 20-3 lead late in the second quarter and did not score for the rest of the game. But can continue to give up points. With the game tied at 20 and four minutes left in the game, Coach Harbaugh opted to go for it on fourth and goal instead of kicking the field goal. Well, they did not convert. The Bills got the ball, drove it downfield, kicked the field goal, and that's the game. So, do you agree with John with Harbaugh's decision to go for it on fourth down? I'm sorry. Who is the Ravens kicker again? Last time I checked, it's Justin Tucker. And is Justin Tucker not the best kicker in the NFL? He is elite and a damn fine opera singer, I might add. From what I understand, I believe he's also a scratch golfer. I'm not 100% sure about that, but I can double check that. But what that says to me, as an outsider looking in, is that John Harbaugh does not trust this defense. How could he? How could he? So it's understandable that he's going for the win because he knows that they're going to give up points. Well, I mean, just to... Ray Lewis, these guys are not walking through that door. You know, Haloti Nada's not. Terrell Suggs is Siragusa. These guys are gone. Ed Reed, they're gone. Chris McAllister. They're gone. They're gone. 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 So they need to be able to do something on defense, right? You have guys like Patrick Queen, you have Marcus Peters, who got into it with Harbaugh on the side, you have Calais Campbell, you brought back, you brought in Jason Pierre-Paul, Matabike is there. You have talent. Was, they, is losing Wink, Mar- is losing Wink Martindale, Martindale that big of a deal? Apparently. Apparently it is, because a lot of these guys are holdovers. Actually, most of them are holdovers. And now, Coach Harbaugh doesn't trust this team to to hold a three-point lead? I find that very interesting. And, you know, Lamar Jackson, only 144 yards, right? Touchdown, two picks, 11 rushes for 73 yards. It was the Lamar Jackson show again. So if it's just if it's just gonna be the Lamar Jackson show, it's gonna be a it's a mirage. Well, what the Ravens have done so far is a mirage because I saw a very interesting stat. They're two and two, but they only trailed for 14 seconds this season. 14 seconds! But those 14 seconds was enough to cost them two games. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, we're, we're not in the practices with them. We're not in the meeting rooms with them. I think any other coach kicks the kicks the field goal, gets the three points, 
and I got to keep the Bills out of the end zone for them to beat me, and I can hold them to a field goal, and I'll play for overtime. Yeah. So for me, my only argument is this: is like, is do you have a play you love? Is there a play you love? Is there a look they're giving you that you're like, man, I know they're gonna come out in this. This is how we're gonna beat this. Because in that situation, then I'm on board with the decision. It's like, okay, yo, we practice this all week. They've been showing this. We're ready to hit them with this. It's gonna be wide open, walk in the park. This is a touchdown, right? Right. I could be on board with that. You know, the fact that Harbaugh won a Super Bowl, he's got an MVP quarterback. I find it hard to disagree with what he wanted to do here. This is not a division game. You're playing arguably top 10 quarterback in the league. Like you've seen enough of him in this game to know. I'm, I don't know if we can stop him, right? We couldn't stop Tua a couple weeks ago. We're having a tough time stopping this. We can't close games right now, right? So it's like I'm trying to give. And the flip side of this is. Okay, if we do turn over the ball, they're still deep in our territory. They still got to go 60 yards to kick a field goal, and it's raining, and they'd have to go 100 yards to score a touchdown, right? And there's four minutes left in the game. So, I mean, it, you uh, you almost have to trust your defense a lot more, right? Because you're saying, hey, guys, we don't get this. Stop them, That's right? It. Mm-hmm. Stop them. So it's almost like you you believe in your defense more than maybe you should. Because if you believed your defense couldn't stop them, you're like, okay, maybe we can't stop them, but we can hold them, right? So it's like we can kick the field goal, get the three points. We're, we might not be able to stop them from scoring, but we can hold them to three as opposed to saying, hey, you know what? We turn the ball over on downs. We're on the 10. Get us the ball back. You got four minutes. Get a stop. I don't know. I mean, that's just the way I look at it. It's also an indictment of the skill position players. It really is. Because if you look at the stats, right? If you look at how the game went, a combined 86 yards for Hill and Dobbins, right? So these guys are not doing what they need to do in order to free up Lamar to do the things that he wants to do, right? Because Lamar can throw the ball. He can. But if you're not going to run, if you're not going to establish that run, then it's going to be a problem. And you know who else disappeared in this game? Mark Andrews. Five targets, two catches, 15 yards. That is the safety blanket because you don't have a top flight receiver. Duvernay is good. He's not a one. Bateman is decent. He's not a one. Demarcus Robinson is your number three. Demarcus Robinson could barely get on the field in Kansas City. So, it it makes you wonder, like, why the cupboard was left so bare. And, you know, it's very telling that if they're going to get in these low-scoring games... If coach is going to be aggressive, that defense cannot be a sieve. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, like they were ahead. They were ahead by ten, and they gave it right back. No, thank yeah. you. No, so, thank yeah. you. We don't so want. Th- it. Yeah, this week they, you know, they were beat. 
by the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. And and last week or a few weeks ago, they were beat by Tua. And we kind of glossed over the, the Tua storyline last week. But he had to be carted off the field against the Bengals on Thursday night after a sack left him concussed in a concussed state. His arms and hands were locked in an awkward position, which was painful for most people to watch. He was taken to a local hospital where he gained control of his extremities and consciousness and actually flew home with the team. Unreal. Only a few days earlier, he appeared to suffer a concussion in the Bills-Dolphins game, but passed concussion protocol, got back into the game, and actually won the game. So, what are your thoughts on Tua going back into the Dolphins-Bills game and playing on Thursday night? Well, the alleged independent neurologist is already out of a job. So, like, they found their fall person for this. Mike McDaniel was out ahead of this trying to lay the groundwork that Tua had complained of a back injury, and that is what caused his legs to go out. Like, as somebody who understands anatomy and physiology, like, that was his brain stopped sending signals to his legs. And that's why he went down. He dropped straight down like a rock. Like, that was... He didn't faint. He didn't... He just did the... He did the stanky leg. Like, from what I saw on Twitter, they call it the stanky leg. On Sunday. Now... If you're complaining about a back injury, it's possible that he had a legitimate back injury or his brain was so addled he thought he hurt his back. Tyler Bray, or Cameron Bray, excuse me, Cameron Bray from the Bucks was out this weekend, this Sunday, in the concussion protocol, but complaining of a back injury. He was ruled out with a concussion. So they found no back injury. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on there. But for Tua to act in that manner, right? His body to behave in that manner. And then go back out on Thursday and get cracked again. To the point where he suffered temporary paralysis, because that's what that is, right? Your, your brain goes into like almost like a shock, right? You're protecting yourself, which is where that pose comes from. Like... It's unconscionable that he was allowed to go back into that game in the state he was in because that most likely exacerbated the injury he received on Thursday. And to couple it with what happened after the game, right? You listen to Mike McDaniel. He was released from the hospital to aboard the team plane and watched a movie. When you suffer a concussion, two of the things that you are damn sure not supposed to do are fly ask Ryan Church about that one Met fans and you're not supposed to be near screens like those are two huge no-nos and that's a problem the the Dolphins have a lot of explaining to do fortunately for them they have a veteran quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater now he threw that gut-wrenching pick to end the game but I would rather, I mean, I still feel like I'm okay because I have Teddy Bridgewater and Tua needs to rest. Leave him on the, leave him out until he is, until he is healthy because by doing the things you did, 
you may have significantly set him back. Yeah, I mean, I just don't get it, right? I mean, is Tua that much better than Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, we nobody needed a medical degree to see that there was something wrong with Tua on Sunday. And then on the short week to play him again, I mean, that's just criminal. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater played for Drew Brees when DB went down with a hand injury. And I'm pretty sure he went like five or six and one. He's not incompetent. He's not like Josh McNown or Josh Rosen. Like, you could play him and win games. So I don't understand why they felt it so necessary to force Tua back in the game. Like, he's not Joe Montana. He's not you know, Michael Vick, he's not something that, you know, no one's ever seen before. Um, So I don't know what the rush was him to play. I don't understand. And especially on the short week, like you're coming back, you're playing on Thursday. You're telling me he didn't have any symptoms on, on Monday or Tuesday. Come on. That's just absurd. It speaks to me. It stinks of McDaniel panicking. It stinks of a panic move. When you're just trying to rush guys back for the sake of rushing them back because you're three and one and you or you're three and oh at the time and you're just trying to keep the the momentum going. That that is a job that is a job killer. That is something if you get the future of your organization addled and concussed to the point where he can't function anymore, that is a career ender. Much in the same way that Zach Taylor on the other side, right, was trying to get Joe Burrow killed for two years. (laughs) And the Bengals were trying to get Joe Burrow killed for two years. They're finally investing in the offensive line, and they seem to be gelling. He only got sacked once this week. So they appear to be gelling. So... Tua, and and I understand. Like I'm, I, I went down the Twitter rabbit hole on when I was on Fade Route DNZ on Twitter, and I was looking around, and guys are saying, he's got to get rid of the ball faster. He's got to you know learn how to get rid of the ball so he doesn't have to take these monster hits. Yes, he's got to throw the ball away. I understand that, but he still can't take those monster hits regardless. So they need to protect him. They need to protect him from the other team. They need to protect him from himself because I'm sure as an athlete, as a competitor, he wanted to go in. Right? I'm sure. Like as If he could even talk, right? I, I don't know. But as, as an athlete, your first instinct is to say, I'm good. Of course. Of course. I'm not even sure he, he, he was capable of doing that. Like, I'm sure his decision making was all jacked up. And that but, falls on know, the supposed adults in the room. That falls that, on Mike at, McDaniel. But look at even it gets worse. This, so he clearly suffered a concussion on Thursday. Mm-hmm. We all assumed he suffered a concussion on Sunday. And the local hospital discharges him and lets him fly home with the team? Yeah. Like, what the hell is going on? Why was it so important for him to be discharged, to get on the team plane and go back to Florida? Why wasn't the conversation like, well, I'm haven't watched much football, but 
I'm pretty sure. Like, where was the team doctor saying, you know what? This this could have been a leftover from Thursday. I don't think it's a good idea for him to fly. Let's hold him back. Like, is anybody give a shit about this guy? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Now, I, I really don't understand it. Like, I get that. Okay, Hurricane Ian, you're trying to get in ahead of the storm, yada, yada, yada. But storms pass, right? Tua can stay in Cincinnati for a few days. I'm sure. He should have. Yeah. I mean, I John Madden chartered a, chartered a friggin' motor coach for the majority of his career. Yeah, if you want to get to Florida so bad, we're driving. We'll rent you a car. You can get on a plane. What if something going to happen on the plane? No goddamn way. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Need some last-minute fantasy football advice? Then the boys at the Fade Route have you covered. Tune in every NFL Sunday to Red Light, Green Light, 1, 2, 3 with DNZ. DNI give you our top 1, 2, 3 fantasy starts or green light and fantasy sits or red light. That's red light, green light, 1, 2, 3 every NFL Sunday during the season. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get the Fade Route. That's red light, green light, 1, 2, 3 with DNZ every NFL Sunday during the season. But, you know, the Cowboys, they're gelling. They're looking good right now, surprisingly. They're 3-1 and one with their only defeat coming at the hands of the Bucks in the opener. Cooper Rush has looked sharp in the Cowboys' three wins as Dak recovers from his hand surgery. I know it sounds silly, but should the Cowboys go to Dak when he's ready to play or ride the Cooper Rush wave? If you're to believe Jerry Jones, this is a good thing, right? This is a, it's a competition. The competition brings out the best in people. And, you know, Cooper Rush is, you know, 4-0 as a starter and all that jazz. And a former giant uh, practice squad player. <laughs> so, you know. But if you look at him this year, 3-0, 60.8% passing. 7.2 yards per attempt, 737 yards and four touchdowns. No picks. That is the that's the number right there. No picks. Now, he's playing efficient football. Right? If you look at the stats, they're only averaging about 209 yards a game. Not great. Okay. Good enough. Good enough. Defensively, they're third in the league in points against. The defense is doing what it's supposed to do. The rushing game, Pollard and and Zeke, they're they're okay. They're solid. They're not doing anything great. They're hanging in these games. They're doing what they need to do. CeeDee Lamb has a couple touchdowns. But long term, the reason why you pay Dak Prescott that money is because you think that he's going to be the guy. Now, it's not going to be this week. Probably not going to be next week. Whenever Dak says, or he's cleared to play, you give him another week. And then you turn the team over to him. That's the guy who's going to get you to the playoffs. It, it's not a Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe situation. No. Let's not get crazy. No. It is not a Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe situation. He, Cooper Rush is riding a wave. 
to me, it's more comp- it's more comparable to Lin Sanity. So. Well, my be- only thing is what I would say is why mess up a good thing? Like obviously, like you said, like Dak's the closer, right? Dak's gonna Dak's gonna win playoff games and get us to the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. the offense has never looked so good. Ride the rush wave for as long as possible. Let let him play until he loses. Let him play until he has a three pick game. Let him play until he gets hurt. Like there's no rush. The more Duck Dak rests, the better. Right? You know, we he he says he still can't even grip a football. So okay, you're at least two to three weeks away in my head, right? Now I'm I'm just thinking back to the Drew Brees injury where Drew came back. He couldn't, I mean, probably because of his shoulder, but he couldn't throw the ball more than 30 yards. You know, it's, no. it's all because of the grip. You can't, the thumb is the one of the most important parts for you to grip the ball. Mm-hmm. The fingers help you follow through. But to actually hold the ball to be able to take pressure, like why put him at risk if you didn't have to? I mean, let's say, let's say you wait until Thanksgiving. Why not? Let him rest. The division's trash. Well, actually, it's not true. The Philly, the the Eagles are good, but let you know you gear up for that game, or or you know put something put something on the calendar where it's more realistic. But to, I don't think there's a reason to rush him back. Dak is the long term answer. But in the short term, let Cooper Rush play. I I thought it was funny. I I don't know if if this actually took place, but I saw this on social media where. <laughs> Cooper Rush comes off the field after throwing a touchdown pass, and Dak goes up to him and says, Coach says you're coming for my job. And Cooper <laughs> Rush says, What job? Oh. <laughs> I, thought that, I don't know if that's oh. really what happened, but I think that's hilarious. I hope that's true because I, that's awesome. Good for him. He should, you know, he should believe in himself. This is his he, moment. Right. But you look at, look at the immediate schedule, right? At Rams on Sunday, at Eagles the week after that. Versus the Lions. Okay, that's a soft spot. The Lions have the number one scoring defense, uh, scoring offense in the league, the worst defense in the league. So that's potential. Bears suck. Packers. That's a good team. Shootout. Shootout. The defense is not what you know. It's it's not as good as they the Eagles. It, yeah, it's not as good as the Eagles. Not as good as the Rams. Vikings. Trash. That could be interesting. Oh, that could, okay. That could be interesting because of Jefferson and the offense that the Vikings put together. Allegedly, and that leaves, yeah. and then you have a four-day turnaround against a division rival on Thanksgiving. You have the Giants on Thanksgiving. The Giants, yeah. who are still going to be in it, who are still going to be playing for something. So that could very well be, at best, a. Um, you're looking at probably three wins, maybe three wins. So it, it's it could get dicey very quickly. And is is Jerry Jones going to panic? Because the Eagles are not running away with this. Yes, they're undefeated right now, but I don't think the Eagles are the the 2009 Patriots. You know, they're, they're good. not. They're no, good, they're, but they're, they're not. They're yeah, they're not going to be 18 and one. You know, they're not going to be. No, they're, no, they're, no, they're no. not 18 and one good. No, so, no, they're beatable. They're beatable. So, you know, I, I don't think that the Cowboys are going to take this very well because the Giants are resurgent. We'll see what they do with the quarterback situation because I know Jones is hurt and Taylor is hurting too. So they worked out Jake Fromm 
and I think they they might be trying to bring Davis Webb back. Yeah, exactly. So, the, you know, the, the Giants right the now. Gas into my car last week. Well, you know, he's got to do something with his time. But you know, it the schedule does look dicey, and at the end of the day, Cooper Rush is a backup for a reason. Eventually, it's gonna come around. Now he might and he might parlay this into a lucrative deal someplace else. Highly unlikely. Who, Highly unlikely. Well, Matt Flynn turned one game into a very big contract. Legendary that, Matt Flynn. Yeah. And well, his Twitter is awesome. Guys troll him about getting beat out by Russell Wilson. He said, I'm the highest paid backup in the league. So <laughs> I never had to snap. I never had to get under center and I made so much fucking money. So good for you, Matt. If Cooper Rush can somehow parlay that into, uh, into his future, go for it. But in the immediate future... It's Dak's team, and you're looking at, uh, if you are going to move him back in, I would say the Lions are probably going to be the best spot. But if you're going to extend him out further, Colts or Texans in early December, have at it. Have at it. That's a soft three games in a row. Colts, Texans, Jaguars. That could be a well, very soft what, part of the season. What a joke. Who's me? Oh, they're, they're, they got a great AD in Dallas yeah. for them. Yeah, so that could be a very soft landing spot. So we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see how this plays out. But, you know, long term, it's Dak. Short term, oh, what a rush. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto, we really care about what's under your hood. Yeah, and uh, one, you know, Dallas has been looking good with Cooper Rush, and the Bucks have not been looking so good lately. They were borderline embarrassed on Sunday night football over the weekend, losing to the Chiefs 41-31. The score looks closer than it really was as the Bucks picked up a lot of points in garbage time. The Bucks are sitting at two and two with back-to-back losses. Should Brady and company be concerned, or is it too early to tell? I should. I am concerned about the running game. Yeah. I, yeah. What running game? Precisely. <laughs> there I'm is glad none. you said that. Six carries for three yards, and the longest Boom. was four fucking yards. Studding. Studs. Now, Rashad White got the touchdown. You know exactly. I see 28 white on a Brady-led team. I think it's James White. If I'm him, I'm calling James White. I'm like, yo, it's buddy. Any chance we can get the band back together? We need you. I never in a million years would have thought they would miss Rojo as much as they miss Rojo. Like, they need to get something. They need a spark on the ground. Well, it's Rojo's not, not there. Getting any, did Rojo got any burn yet? No, no but, you know, with... Hilaire, Edwards Hilaire with 92 and a touch. Isaiah Pacheco, Rutgers' his own. The Scarlet Knight himself, 11 for 63. I mean, they didn't need him. They didn't need him to begin with. So it was just a, a fuck you to the... It was a, it was a fuck you to Tampa Bay. So, but Brady, like, it was garbage time. But 38 of 39 to 52, you can't be that unbalanced. You just can't be that unbalanced. Look what the e- look what the, the Eagles, the Chiefs were able to do. They played like the way the Eagles used to play, very balanced football, 
and the results were there. And that that absolutely insane play where Mahomes is just toying with defenders and flipping it into the end zone to Edwards Hilaire for a touchdown, just absolutely I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just on another level. But the the Bucks definitely need to be concerned about guy whoever's not named Mike Evans. Because Gage didn't show up. Cameron Brait left with a concussion. Godwin, 60 yards, 759. Eh, whatever. It's not, it's not going the way they had hoped it was. You know, that it's not drawn up. It's not going the way they drew it up. And losing fumbles certainly did not help either. You're not, you can't win the turnover battle. You can't lose the turnover battle and still managed to stick with the Chiefs. It's just, it's not going to happen. I mean, happen. listen, I mean, Tom was 39 and 52. I mean, for 45 years old, that's pretty damn good. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Evans had a day over 100 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, here's the deal. It's a 17-game schedule, man. There's an extra playoff team. I mean, they really, the regulars, they... The NFL has made the regular season really not worth anything here. Um, the Bucks division is soft. Who, who are you worried about? You worried about Atlanta? No. You worried about New Orleans? Who? Not after yeah. London. <laughs> New Orleans, who have uh, who had to start Andrew Dalton over the weekend. <laughs> uh, oh, the Andrew Panthers, Dalton. the Panthers, and Baker Mayfield. Good lord, man, that kid. What what happened to that guy? Uh, so really, they just need to get hot in December. They just need to heat up in December, and they'll they'll be dangerous. Listen, their defense is not going to go around giving up 41 points every weekend. You know that's for sure. I do agree with you. They need to run the ball, regardless if you're winning, losing, what the score is. You got to establish some kind of run game. But I mean, Brady's back there, just just flicking it to everybody, and you know Godwin's still trying to get healthy. And uh, Evan just just a monster. So Cole Beasley caught his last pass as a pro. Oh, God, Cole yeah. Beasley. That but guy. the one thing is that the one thing they have going for them is Tom Brady has not lost three games in a row since 2002. And the next three games, you have Falcons, Steelers, and Panthers. That should be three and zero. The cure to the cure for what ails you: the Falcons, the Steelers, and the Panthers. Because I'm looking at that October 27th game, right? The showdown with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. That's going to be a good game. Because then you start getting into the Rams, Seahawks, whatever. The Browns, they're not they're not a pushover. Like no, the Bra- no, the they're, they're, not, good. Yeah. they're good. They're good. Saints, Saints are who, are who they are. Division game, Saints have picked off the Bucks before. Oh, yeah, he has trouble beating the Saints for some reason. Yeah, but then you're looking at Niners, Bengals, Cardinals. So you still, I mean... That, Niners defense gonna, is legit, man. Yeah. So the end of the season, that that latter third, that upper quartile of the season, that is that's gonna be a tough sled. So build up some wins while you can. These next three weeks are crucial for Tom and the guys to build their chemistry. And you have to, you know, you have to think that they're gonna figure out a run game. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not really overly concerned with Tom and company. He's been down this road before. He knows what it takes to win. As long as he's healthy, they've got a shot. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? 
a delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave, from the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, sweetlifebrownieco.com, for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at sweetlifebrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043 and tell them D&Z sent you. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co. Because there's always room for a brownie. But speaking of being down this road before, <laughs> take it away. So the Braves swept the Mets over the weekend and won the National League East. Uh, Matt Olson and Dansby Swanson had a home run in each game, which helped the Braves best to Grom, Scherzer, and your next-door neighbor, Chris Bassett. Uh, the Mets had first place in the National League all season, having as much as a 10.5 game lead at one point. Does being the wild card hurt their chances at a World Series title? Well, first and foremost, credit to the Atlanta Braves. Defending champions. Defending Atlanta. champion Atlanta Braves. Thank you. But look at the American look at the National League East. Right? Look at the American League East. Three teams from each division, right? So that's pretty impressive. You have the Mets, you have the Phillies, you have the Braves. Phillies don't belong there, man. They don't fucking belong there. Neither do the Rays. Come on, man. They don't belong there. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. They're there. So if they're there, they can get hot. And if they get hot, they can win. All you have to do is be in it. Doesn't it piss you off, though? It's got to piss you off a little bit, right? It's like your team is in the same boat as a Phillies team who didn't have Harper for fucking July and August, but they made they're making a play-in game. Your team was ten and a half game lead over the defending champs, and you're in that same bucket. Come on, man, that's gotta piss you off. Your team won 104 games, 105 games, and you're in the same situation the Phillies are in. That's not fair. That's not baseball, man. Well, here's the thing. you They're all, with the exception of the Phillies, right? All of these teams are really good. You know, I mean, <laughs> they're really fucking good. With the exception of the Phillies. With the, fuck the Phillies. With my two red the, the Rays aren't really good. They're not really good. They're okay. They're not really with good. With the exception team. of... Uh, with the exception of my wretched exes, Noah and Zach. Fuck them. So, the Braves are really good. The Dodgers are really good. If the Mets are on, they're very good. You're playing the Nats. The, uh, not the Nats. The, the Padres, they're loaded. And the Cardinals, right? The Cardinals... I can see the Cardinals in the World I don't want. I don't want to play the Cardinals. Man. I don't want to I play think the Cardinals. The, the, last, the, the, the road in the National League is wretched. It goes so, through St. Louis. In my so, 
So let's see. Let's see what's going to happen. So the Mets have to play the Padres. They're going to have to face Musgrove. Um, they're going to have to face uh, Snell, Dar- Darva, Darvish, and Schnell. Great. Oh, that's real fucking great. And they're dealing with a team that has Machado, that has Soto, and the, and Hater. And this is this the is Padres you, don't scare. This me. is your reward for 104 games. Oh, and by the way, if you do come out of this, you get to play the best team in Major League Baseball, the Dodgers. In my opinion, these playoffs actually screw over the top seeds. You give them a week off. In baseball, you need to play. You know, it depends. It goes team by team, right? Like a team that's hurt or has people, you know, that need rest. Like, for instance, perfect, the Mets. The Mets would be a team that would benefit from being off, right? Give no, Scher- actually, I disagree. Oh, Scher- Scher- Scherzer, Scherzer looked like dead arm Scherzer in the Brave series. He did. Come on, you're not you're not gonna tell me that he he looked tired. Right. He should have been they, gone and he should have been out an inning or two earlier than when they took him out. Give him a week off and that slider is flat. Oh nonsense. Not at this point in the in the season. Abso- absolutely. Absolutely. You give him a week off and he's off. So you're saying you like wrong, your chances. You, you give him a week off, he's gonna be you gave What about your guy weeks. Sterling Marte? Couldn't he use some You gave time him off? two weeks off. You gave him two you gave uh you gave DeGrom two years off. So <laughs> <laughs> but Charlie Marte can't grab he can't grab a bat. He can't grab his dick. He can't he, not with both hands. So Starling Marte, you know what? He, if he can't grab a bat, he can't grab a bat. It's the worst possible time. But it underscores, right? If the Mets had Starling Marte, they would have put up more of a fight. That's for damn fucking sure. Stop. Stop. No, 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 no. Stop. Starling Marte changes how this team plays. He's not an all-or-nothing hitter. And you saw it. He's a doubles, triples, home run. The home he's, run a fantastic, he's a fantastic he's a, player. But the, the, the end at the end of the day, it was a 10-and-a-half game lead. The Braves got rid of their best player this year. Their second best player is coming off an ACL tear. They lost their best second baseman. They got a three kids up on the team that I don't know. They're barely hitting over 250, 260. If not now, then when? This Here, was it. This is this, this is, is it. This is no, it, man. It's actually not. I'm, I'm 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 glad that you think it is, but it actually isn't. But look at the Padres, right? They they played six games over 500, right? They they were only six games over 500 in the second half of the season. The Mets were 22 games over 500. The Braves just outplayed them. It's okay. It is okay for the Braves and the Mets to be good. One does not one does not mean that the other isn't true. The Met, the Braves played out of their mind. They won 75 games in that span. The Mets were only 22 games over 500. So 22 games pretty good. The Braves were just better. Now, what scares me is this week <laughs> off for these teams. Like, I don't know. Like, for example, the Yankees. Will Cleveland give them a scare? Possibly. Garrett Cole is definitely going to be off with a week <laughs> off. 
right? He's not Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander is going to mow down the Mariners. So it depends. It really does depend. Like, oh, you give Kershaw a week off. That curveball is going to, that curveball is not going to be as crisp as it is if he was playing regularly. Like, that's just the way baseball is, man. We see it all the time. You need to build that momentum. And being off is going to cool off your momentum. That's just how it works. How many wildcard teams have won the World Series? You get hot, you get from that position, you can make it happen. It's as as most recently as the 2019 Nationals. They got hot at the right time. And that's why the, that's why the Cardinals scare me. They are hot and they are good. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. Well, one person that benefited from some time off was your buddy Ben Simmons. Speaking who of guy a, who had like two years off. He played a basketball game. Wow. And Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were on the court too. The no. Nets lost to the 76ers in a preseason tilt over the weekend, but it was the first time Simmons played in about two years. And it was the first time he played with KD and Kyrie. So I ask you, Z, how good can the Nets be if these three guys can play together all season? It does not preclude that there's chemistry, right? So 127 to 108 was the, the final. If they're able to develop some kind of chemistry, if they're going to be able to do these things, and if Kyrie Irving keeps his head on straight, I still contend that they can be a fourth seed. They're not going to run away with anything. <laughs> they're, they're not going to. Like, they're just not going Oh, you don't think they're going to be like the Warriors and only lose nine games? No. No. no, 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 no. I mean, no, no. listen, they can compete for a title. It comes down to three things, in my opinion. What can Steve Nash do for Ben Simmons? I was talking to a guy yesterday about Ben Simmons, and he thought the world of him. He thought he had so much talent. He was such a good player, and I don't see that. I see a guy who has talent, but he doesn't know, he doesn't know how to really use it on the basketball court. And can, can Steve Nash turn him into matchup? Ben Simmons could shoot. I mean, we know he could deliver the basketball. I mean, he does play defense. He does play defense. And he can run up up and down the floor with the best of him. But if he could pop a three, or if he could be revered as a shooter, man, that changes that changes the dynamic of this team. Um, Mr. Defensive Stalwart was minus 10, by the way. Nice, nice, good start. Solid. Good start. Uh, will Kyrie play more than 60 games? I mean, I think for them they're going to benefit from being a higher seed uh you you don't want to be in a position where you're a lower seed and you're playing a team that's clicking 
And then will Kevin Durant decide that he wants to win a chip, or is he still just chasing experiences? I I question his what he's trying to get out of this whole experience in Brooklyn. I don't know, like, because it certainly won't be a title with this team. Uh, Kyrie Irving, the one thing that's working in his favor is that the mask mandate does not exist anymore. So that's not a hill for him to die on. The vaccination status, I'm sure, will be taken care of. These things are hills that he does not have to die on anymore. Like, he can go about his business and he can do that and maybe he can be effective. But Ben Simmons is Andre Iguodala without a shot. So Jeez. Ben, oh, Andre can't Iguodala... Can't do it like that, huh? Andre Iguodala is a better player than Ben Simmons. I'm going to wow. throw that out there right now. Defensively... Stay loud and proud. Don't, don't, don't hold it in. No, absolutely not. Iggy's a good player. And I'm, it's a shame that he does not get his just desserts. He's a very good player. But... That is the level of defense that Ben Simmons brings to your team. If he gives you anything offensively, it's gravy. But what he can't do is be the focal point of a team's defense, right? We can't like, oh, let's foul Simmons. Let's just hack a Ben. Let's just hack a Ben and call it a day. Like that's going to be a problem. So it's going to fall more on Kevin Durant. It's going to fall more on Kyrie Irving to actually keep Ben Simmons away from the basketball. So that's that is gonna be the issue. Like, because he can't shoot. The kid can't shoot. No matter what you do, he does not shoot. He'll rebound, he'll pass. He got a steal the other night. The kid just cannot shoot. So I don't know what this team really is outside of the alleged big three. You got Joe Harris. You got Patty Mills is still there. Seth Curry is there. I mean, you have one of the Morris brothers. That's not a great roster. It's just, it's not a great roster. On talent alone of the big three, they can make noise. They absolutely can. But we thought the same thing about Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. And they, the only noise they made was a whimper. I need to see more. And the way this season is going, like the way the, the way everything is shaping up, we're going to see more. We're definitely going to see more of them. But Philly's a better team. Philly's going to continue to be a better team. And James Harden wasn't even there. So can they compete? Yes. Will they be... An upper seed, middle of the pack, tops. But at the at the end of the day, it's all about what they want to do. It's time for the mail route on the fade route. If you want to get featured, hit us up. Fade route mail at gmail.com. Or slide in those DMs at Fade Route Podcast on IG, or drop us a line on our Twitter page at Fade Route DNZ.
All right, boys and girls, we have a full email box for you today. And if you want your email read on this here show, hit us up, faderoutmail at gmail.com. Slide in our DMs on IG at faderoutpodcast or hit us up on Twitter at faderoutdnz. First email comes from George in Sydney. Nice. We're going international. Hey guys, the Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns lost to the Adelaide 36ers on Sunday. Should I be concerned? Uh, I, I don't know if that's ever even happened before. If a, a professional team has lost to a, a, a team of that magnitude. Uh, I think it's caused a concern. I think the big issue with the Suns is Andre is on DeAndre Ayton. Uh, you know he hasn't he hadn't talked to Monty Williams since they got kicked out of the playoffs. Um, remember he signed a tenure with the Pacers, which was matched by the Suns. It's got to be awkward there right now. Uh, I think they're just really holding on to him until they can trade him, and I think as soon as they're able to trade him, they're going to trade him. So I, I and the, the West is going to be a little weird this year. You got Utah tanking for. The seven footer, and then you've got the Clippers now are back with Kawhi, George, and they've added Wall. You got to imagine the Lakers are gonna play better somehow. LeBron's gonna elevate his game in some way, and, and yeah, so I, I think there's cause for concern there. I'm not surprised based on the Sarver thing. So there's got to be a level of distraction there. There's got to be a cloud that's cast over this team. We've said it before. But how good are the Indiana Pacers going to look in December when they can trade for DeAndre Ayton and they're going to trade Buddy Heald and Miles Turner for Russell Westbrook? Just a mad, you know, that's going to, the, the Pacers are going to look pretty goddamn formidable very quickly. But overall, it's not like they didn't play well. I mean, the only person who didn't, the only one of the big three who didn't have a great game offensively is Chris Paul. Aiton still went out there, got 22, right? You got 22 and sucks. six. That guy sucks. <laughs> Tell us what you really think. Sucks. Dirty-ass player. Dickhead. <laughs> sucks. You know, Booker, Booker was down, right? He had 13, only at 13 points, but then you had, like, you had contributions from Mikhail Bridges, from Cameron Payne. You had guys that were stepping up, and it is still the preseason, so it, it's to be expected that you're going to you know, get some bumps in the road. Kudos to the, the, the team from Australia, you know, the Adelaide 36ers. They came, they came to play and that's what happens. You know, you, you can clip a team. You definitely can clip a team and they're pros too, but it, it's weird. It's a weird situation. It's definitely murky in Phoenix between the ownership issues the conflict between one of the best players and the coaches, it's, you know, it's ugly. It's getting ugly very quickly. And the rest of the West, like Minnesota has, ta- has overtaken Phoenix. If they're going to play like this, Minnesota is, is already there. So I think that it's going to be very interesting to see how this progresses. But 
it may just be rust and they'll just they'll bang it out real quick and they'll be okay email number two comes from connor in salt lake city utah zach wilson led the jets over the steelers late on sunday can you guys stop crapping on the jets and admit zach wilson is the jets quarterback of the future no. I guess this guy went to BYU. No. <laughs> no. I mean, that. listen, I, I was actually more impressed with Kenny Pickett. I mean, he threw some bad passes, but, you know, it's the new era has arrived, which we all thought was going to happen. I, I will give Zach credit. I think it was pretty impressive that with limited practice, he was able to go into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers. Now, granted, the Steelers aren't the Steelers of old. You know, they don't have uh, one of the Watt brothers, and, you know, they don't have the talent and linebacker that they've had in previous years, but the Steelers were trying to win that game. And, um, you know, they had a nice trickery with the Barrios to Wilson touchdown. It's very cute. Uh, so I'm team, baby. Yeah, I will give him. I'll give him his dap. I think he played really well. I'm actually might take the Jets this weekend too against the Dolphins. Um, so I think they're heading in the right direction. It's trending in the right direction. Dolphins, Packers, Broncos, Patriots, Bills. That's your next five. Realistically, three and two. They can possibly pull that off. That's that's within the realm of possibility. The Broncos are trash. I, I don't know how they're. I don't know how the they have the, do, they have. the Broncos do play defense, though. You know their offense is trash, and Russell Wilson's trash. But they do play defense. They got a top ten defense over there. So, but that's going to be an, that's going to be an extremely low scoring game because you have you're running the rock with Latavius Murray and Melvin Gordon. <laughs> is that game in Denver? That game is in Denver. Yeah, so that could be tough. So that's going to be the battle of McManus. That's going to be the, the the place kicker's dream. That guy. So the Pats are no great shakes. They the the Jets should beat the Patriots. They pro, they might not, based on just the fact that the the Patriots are in the Jets' heads always forever. But talent wise, the Jets are better than the Patriots. The Jets are better. They, they definitely are better. Now, yeah, Kenny Pickett like was kind of put into an, an untenable situation because Mitch Trubisky stinks. So you got your feet wet. He's going to move forward. Zach Wilson, the two picks you don't like. The two picks you, you really don't like. But, you know, 18 to 36 for 250, eh, solid. About 50%. Exactly, 50%. So, a little under 50%, I should say. And a touch. So, you know, like, there's a spark there that is not there with Joe Flacco. But there's lots of things that are there that, that Joe Flacco is not there. But what are we really, real, what are we realistically talking about here? We're talking about third place, right? <laughs> that the, the, let's be real here. We're talking about third place, right? Like, can they beat out the Patriots for last? Like, can the Patriots, like, bottom out and finish in last? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Are, are the Jets good enough to finish in third place? Sure. Absolutely. But they're not contending long-term with the Dolphins right now. 
They're not contending long term. No, with definitely the Bills not long term, right? right? No, long term. They're not there yet, and I still I'm not sold on this quarterback. I like what they're doing with Brees Hall. I like what they're doing with their wideouts. Get Denzel Mims on the field or get him out of town. Seriously. Yeah. Fuck. Trade him to trade him to the Giants for Galladay. Like I don't care. Like just do something with him because wasting him on the bench isn't helping. So yeah, but I I still don't know. The answer is I don't know. So until I know for sure, Zach Wilson's a fair target, and you know that's always fun. That's always fun, especially like with the whole you know with the running gags about uh, you know the milf hunter and all that stuff. It just makes things. It's just added layers of comedy. So. You know why would it, why would we stop with the low hanging fruit? Get the laughs, and laughs are good. The Fade Store presents the alleged superstar of the week award. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the alleged superstar of the week. You know how it goes. We put up a poll on our Twitter page at FadeRoutDNZ, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said poll gets the coveted-ass trophy and a spot on this here show. And do you know who won the coveted-ass trophy last week, Dave? I don't. Brett Favre. That guy. His copper fit and his wranglers and his embezzlement and is stealing from welfare well earned Brett well earned but that was last week this is this week who are your nominees for alleged superstar of the week D alright first up I have Barry Bonds because of your alleged steroid use people are confused on who the home run champ is it's made it hard for people to celebrate judge a 61st home run and it's made other people not even care. So, Barry Bonds, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Next, Jalen Ramsey. You sure do talk the talk, but you hardly walk the walk on Monday when Debo Samuel caught a quick slant. And you sh- backpedaled and then jumped at his ankles like a high school freshman trying to tackle a varsity player. Jalen Ramsey, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And the last... The NFL, after witnessing what happened to two on Thursday night, I'm concerned Thursday night football is not a good for any player. The Miami Dolphins, their head coach, in the NFL failed to uh, on Thursday. So those are my alleged superstars of the week. What do you got, Z? Piggybacking off of yours, I'm going to go right in. Miami Dolphins. What yeah. the fuck are you doing? What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? I'm going to put it plain and simple. I had a, I got a Bud Light hard soda in me. That's it. The gloves are off. Like, I'm good. What the fuck are you doing? You're trying to get to a tongue of Iloa kill. <laughs> plain and simple. He got concussed. It's as plain as the nose on your face. He got concussed on Sunday. And you trot his ass back out there on Thursday to get concussed again. Then, you put him on a plane. And you make him watch MacGruber with his coach. I don't know what's worse. He's on the plane or he's watching MacGruber. Miami Dolphins, you're failing this kid. You're failing this kid. If you believe he's your Troy Aikman, you don't literally have to make him Troy Aikman with all the head injuries. 
Miami Dolphins, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Mets starters. What the hell? What the hell? You guys are supposed to be the big guns, right? Like, ah, the rotation's lined up. Great, fantastic, wonderful. Congratulations, gentlemen. Congratulations. But at least you're set up now to take on the vaunted, overhyped San Diego Padres. Excellent. You're that, you know, that little engine that could. Good job. Mets starters, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Antonio Brown. This is getting uncomfortable. It's getting uncomfortable pretty quickly. Antonio Brown allegedly exposed himself in a pool in Dubai. That's, you know, that's that's bad. And, you know, the New York Post put a semi-censored video of him up. And the first thing I see in that video is, you know, Brown's ass cheek. And it's all, that's all you need to know. And the rest was just, the rest had to be blurred out. But I think you can figure out what happened next. It's just the next in a series of events with Antonio Brown. And... You know, it gets sadder and sadder by the day, but somebody needs to intervene on his behalf and tell him he, he's like, dude, knock it off. Like, you, you need you need some serious you need some serious help. Antonio Brown, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Those are ours. We said our piece. Go to our Twitter page at Fade Route DNZ and vote and vote and vote and vote. And for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do better. Your favorite podcast has its own merch line now. Go to the Fade Store with DNZ.com today for all your Fade Route merch needs. I'm talking tank tops, t-shirts, sweatshirts, like yoga pants, we got those too. Like some cool accessories, we got those too. And we're not done yet. We have so much more planned for you, but check out what we have today at the Fade Store with DNZ.com. That's the Fade Store with DNZ.com. Let's run the option and give you our picks for the week. It is the option for week five. We're already in week five. This is flying by. But you know what else is flying by? Our CBS Pick'em League. Join today. Get in on the action and you can take home some prizes and you can take home some bragging rights. Speaking of flying by, everybody else in the league flew by us this weekend, Dick. We're now in second to last and last place respectively. So we got to up our game because we got some stiff competition. Congratulations to Zach. 13 wins this weekend. Congratulations. Awesome monster weekend. But that was last week. This is this week. Let's see what you got. Starting off Thursday night. Peyton Manning Bowl. The 
Indianapolis Colts at the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I'm just taking Denver. No Jonathan Taylor has me a little concerned. I think Denver gets it done. That sounds about right. Uh, no offense to speak of, right? At Matty Ice, sucks. Jonathan Taylor, not going to be there. This game is going to be won on defense because, frankly, the Broncos aren't in great shakes either. So it's going to be ugly, and Brandon McManus is going to have a day. Sunday, 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 God save the Queen. We're back in London, baby. We are back in London. The 3-1 and one New York Giants, who may be without both of their quarterbacks, take on the 3-1 and one Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Eli Manning scored the first ever touchdown in London. I'm taking the Packers, though, in this one. I'm taking the Packers as well as well because I don't know who the quarterback is. If it's Taylor, okay, I'm I'm warming up because it's I sure as hell I don't think it's gonna be Jones. So Taylor, I'm warm. Webb, okay, I'm, I'm a little cooler. Jake Fromm, why are we even making the trip? So why are we even bother? Just here you go, here you go, Mr. Rogers. Have a nice day. We're gonna go enjoy our bye week now. One o'clock. The one and three Steelers going to Orchard Park to take on the three and one Buffalo Bills. Yeah, they'll leave one and four. I'm taking, I'm taking the Stellars. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm taking Buffalo. Buffalo's going to beat the crap out of whomever is starting, whether it's Pickett or Trubisky. So it's going to be, it's going to be a bloodletting. Buffalo wins pretty handy. The two and two Chargers come east to take on the two and two Cleveland Browns. Uh, taking the Browns, playing well. I like the Browns here as well. Like I'm still not sure if Justin Herbert's healthy, so it's very close. So looking at the stats, they give up 23 points. They score 27. The Chargers score 23. They give up 27. So it's very close. And 27-23 could very well be the score. I'm taking the Browns. The 0-3-1 Houston Texans take on the 2-2 Jacksonville Jaguars. I like the Jags. I thought they played the Eagles nice. I mean, there's a lot of turnovers, but I'm taking the Jags. This is going to be tough. It's a division matchup. Texans are going to play hard. They're playing hard for Lovey. Jags are much much more talented. Jags win Pretty easily. The two and two Bears go into Minnesota to take on the three and one Vikings. Oh, I'm taking the Vikings, and I love the Vikings defense in this one. I want to take the Bears to be a jerk. I really do. But I can't. Like Khalil Herbert's good. Like Justin Fields is gonna get killed. He doesn't I mean, he had more. I was having this conversation at work today. He's had, he's had more talent at Ohio State than he does with the Bears, and they're not that far off. At one point, he had Olave and Garrett Wilson. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Vikings pretty handily. Dalvin Cook's gonna have a day. The one in three Lions go into Foxborough to take on the one in three New England Patriots. I'm taking the Lions, man. They're not gonna, you know. New England's not going to have Brian Hoyer or going to have Mac Jones. So I'm thinking the Lions. You don't believe in the immortal Bailey Zappi who looks just like Mac Jones when he puts the helmet on? 
negative. He looks right. like he plays Mac Jones on a Netflix series. <laughs> oh, Varsity Blues. I don't want your lap, Dad. Um, it's tempting. The line I don't want. Deep. I don't want your lap. That's right. Can we get James Vanderbeek instead? Can we, can we just do that? This is tough. Like, I would. I, I'm I'm almost tempted to pick a tie. Like the the Patriots are that banged up. Zappy, I don't know what Zappy is. I know the Lions defense is fucking atrocious. They're the 32nd ranked, you know, they're the 32nd ranked defense in the league. They have the number one scoring offense in the league. Like, I don't know what to make of that. That being said, I think I'm going to take the Patriots. I think they'll figure out a way to stifle Jared Goff and the immortal Jamal Williams. The 2-2 two and two Seahawks the one in three New Orleans Saints with Andrew Dalton most likely under center. Hawks. I love Teddy. I love how Gino is having his year. Great. I hope he wins comeback player of the year. He's starting at quarterback for me this weekend. Go Hawks. Pretty handily too. We'll see if Kamara plays. We'll see if it's if it's Andrew Dalton or not. We'll see. But Saints are ridiculously banged up. The three and one Dolphins at the two and two New York Jets. I'm taking the Jets. I said it earlier. I'm, you know, Miami's got Teddy, but, um, you know, I just I have a feeling Jets are going to win this one. I like the Jets here too. I, I like them as well. They, they've shown some flashes, and I think there's enough drama circling the Dolphins that they take a step back this week. The two and two Falcons going to Tampa Bay to take on the two and two Bucks. Oh, it's going to be a feast. The Bucks will destroy them. You don't believe in this newly found run game from Arthur Smith? <laughs> With who? Correll Patterson's out for the for the next four games. Whoever the other guy is. So, Algier? Al, yeah, Al, I believe that's his name. But I think the, I think the Bucks are going to get right. And the Falcons always seem to be a get-right game for the Bucks. Pretty handily. The two and two Titans at the one and three Washington Commanders. Uh, I went back and forth on this. I think the Commanders got a shot. So I'm taking the Commanders. I don't like the quarterback matchup. Tannehill versus Wentz. It's like no. Like we're gonna see, run the wing tee. Run, run. Just, just run, run, run. And comparing Antonio Gibson to Derrick Henry. There is no comparison. Derrick Henry is better. So I'm going to go with the Titans. We're into the 4 o'clock hour now. The 2-2 two two Niners at the 1-3 Carolina Panthers. Oh, the Panthers are trash. They got the 49ers defense. The 49ers defense is going to go to work. I learned my lesson from last week. Panthers are toast. Matt Rule probably is going to get fired very soon. He might be the first guy Cam this year. The Niners don't even have to put anything up offensively. They can just let Baker give them the game. Viking, uh, excuse me, Niners handling. Niners handling. 425, the 4-0 Eagles at the 2-2 two two Cardinals. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Eagles. I don't, I don't believe in the cards until they get Hopkins back. Eagles go 5-0. and 
Eagles go 5-0. and And we'll see if J.J. Watt is uh, playing after he had an AFib situation had to be uh, defibrillated. So we will see what uh, what's going on with, oh, with that. 5-0, and fly, Eagles fly. The 3-1 Cowboys go into SoFi Stadium to take on the 2-2 two two Rams. I got to think the Rams are going to be are going to play better than they played on Monday. So I'm taking the Rams. Rams haven't beat the 49ers in seven years. No, I'm sorry. The last seven, the last seven games, they haven't beat the 49ers. So, you know, that loss of the 49ers is kind of expected, but they got to beat Dallas. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think that the Rams can be had. And more to the point, Matthew Stafford can be had by Trayvon Diggs. A lot. A lot, a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. So, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Cooper Rush, just going to do steady Eddie. Just doing just enough. Your Sunday night special, the 2-2 two and two Bengals. And the Baltimore Ravens, who are also 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, I'm going to take Baltimore. Even though I believe the Bengals beat them twice last year, I'm going to take Baltimore. That defense... It gives. It scares me. It's yeah. That's that's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, I'll I'll go with the Bengals. You know what? I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I don't know if the Baltimore defense can hang with the Bengals offense. It'll be a shootout because Lamar Jackson can sure shit throw on the Bengals defense. Who blinks last? That's gonna be the question. And I think the Bengals are going to take it home. Your Monday night delight. The one in three Raiders. Uh, one game winning streak. Going to Arrowhead <laughs> to take on the three and one Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, they're going down. I got the Chiefs. How about them Chiefs? The only thing that I'm watching, I'm watching to see if McDaniels gets fired before rule or if they wait until Tuesday to can them both. He barely but, won the Denver game. I know this is very this is bad for a supposed offensive genius. Like it, that's a bad look. And Carr, Adams, Waller, Jacobs, the what's left of Hunter Renfro. Like you have talent on this team. It's a horribly underachieving team. But you know who's smiling right now? Rich Bisacci. He's up in Green Bay. He's got himself a job. Smiling from ear to ear. You wouldn't let me coach this team. You wouldn't let me be the head coach. I got you to the playoffs, and you're 1-3. Karma's a bitch. Karma is a bitch. Karma is a bitch. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday nights on Anchor, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go route, but we'll talk to you next week. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd 
Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.